Hello and welcome to the One Thing Podcast, where we all get to practice dancing with the one thing that individuals, communities, and countries have yet to try in mass. And that one thing is the connection to our higher self, our, our higher presence, the true self-anatomy that people call by various and different names. And that part is less important than that we call that part of us. Our prime directive above all else is to make and constantly return to that connection, to the one thing connection day in and day out as our first step in dealing with life problems rather than viewing life problems as things that we solve separately from the one thing. And you might hear us call the one thing taught just as a abbreviation, if you will. And in this episode, we are going to pick up, we had talked about uh, two episodes ago, um, the one thing in money, that was part one, and this is the one thing in money, part two. And it's the seeds for what may ultimately become a total money mindset uh, makeover for you as we rise from homo sapiens to homo spiritus. And if you don't know what we're talking about regarding homo spiritus, that would be in the last episode, episode 18. Yes, indeed. And so the framing for this part two episode on tot and money is tot shifting your relationship with money as homo spiritus instead of homo sapiens. So as we said in part one, and we'll reiterate this now, this uh, just as was true in part one of tot and money, this continues to not be a class about money. There, it's simply us sharing our thoughts about money and the one thing that we've had along the way. And our intention in this two-part series is to offer those thoughts to you and leave it to you to take what resonates and leave behind what doesn't. Uh, you know, we're, we're taking this information that we're sharing with you from a boatload of books that both of us have read and uh, some of them we've both read and some Lori's read but I haven't some I've read and Lori hasn't and we're just combining them all together and building based on our own experience working with this material uh, the way our relationship with money has shifted as a result of our developing relationship with the one thing and with embracing that we are homo spiritus as a species, as a human species now, uh, that we've graduated, if you will, from homo sapiens, um, is that money is a new earth tool to support our visions, not an old earth oppressive presence. And so what we're going to be going over with you in this episode is, is about adopting a relationship with money as a tool of source that is at the disposal of Homo Spiritus, as uh, of the disposal of, of us as we elevate into this new species beyond Homo sapiens. And this is how we get to put a different intention into money. So our relationship with money is no longer tainted by, if you will, <clears throat> the dark agenda, the 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 uh, nefarious or sinister forces that are afoot in the world today that we are um, 
we are disempowering. We're, we're really moving beyond. And because we're talking about homo spiritus in this part two of, of money and the, uh, the one thing, we needed to do the, the episode on homo spiritus before we got to part two on tot and money. So again, like Lori said, uh, the homo spiritus episode is the prior episode from this one, which was episode 17. So if some of this feels like you've, you're missing some things, go back and listen to that episode first and then come back to this episode. Perfect. Perfect. And as a short little recap, the difference between Homo sapien and Homo spiritus is simply this. Homo sapien is us being a human being operating disconnected from our higher presence or our higher source or our source of life. Whereas Homo, homo spiritus is us being a human being operating in connection with that source of life. So it's like our humanity and our divinity are operating as one system. Whereas when we operate just from our, our humanity, we often, we've been doing this for centuries, uh, for eons actually, we operate disconnected and without our higher presence. And there's a big difference in how we make decisions uh, individually in families and communities in the world, you know, at all levels of, of expression. So um, we're, we're really, um, really passionate about inviting those who this feels like the right path for to practice day in and day out that regular connection so that you can sort of gather evidence for yourself how much better it is than when we're disconnected, when you're disconnected. And I, I want to add a, a, another way of summarizing Homo sapiens and Homo spiritus, uh, which is that Homo sapiens, as a species, we were humanity that was animals who were striving towards spirit. And with Homo spiritus, we are spirits who are embodying in physical form. Beautiful. Right, right. And that's our job now is to come up to speed <laughs> with the fact that that's how it is now. So um, we, we, so we have a couple of, we have, like David said, we have some additional principles beyond what we discussed in part one. And uh, this, these principles we've gathered as, as ways of, of money being a tool of our sourced self, our, our homo spiritus self, if you will. So the two foundational third dimensional or homo sapien money signatures so this is how it's been. This is where we default actually, unless we build the muscle of what we'll be talking about. But this is what this is what the um, you know what the signature has been, and where we default as of as of past from the past feeding us now, which is one money is um, money fear leads to well money lack of money fear leads to overworking at things that we didn't enjoy for the sake of money and pushing ourselves and driving ourselves. And, um, and then the second piece is the, uh, the signature in the, from the third dimensional aspects, which is homo sapien disconnected from source is asking for and pursuing money or even praying for 
and pursuing money or anything that one would need to have a, a, a good life on planet Earth from a place of separation or tension or desperation uh, and also being invested in the outcome. So if you're lacking anything, money being one of the things that you, you may or may not be lacking, but if you're lacking anything that you're trying to bring into your life, if you feel separate from source, if you feel tension around that thing, if you feel desperate to have that thing show up in your life, and if you're really attached to that outcome, then you can know that you're operating from old paradigm energetics. And the invitation is to consider what we'll, what we'll continue talking about. Yeah, yeah, well, well said. And so what we're going to go into now is the thoughts we have about shifting from what in some circles is called third dimension to fifth dimension consciousness. And having to do with money, that would mean third dimension to fifth dimension money signatures. Another way of saying that is shifting from homo sapiens money signatures to homo spiritus money signatures. And one other way to say it is homo sapiens disconnected from source um, operating from fear that would be a third dimensional consideration. And then the fifth dimensional consideration. And these are all vibrations that we embody as human beings by conscious choice. The fifth dimensional consideration is uh, a relationship with money as a tool, a relationship with the unified field as a support system. And that field and that and the signature of that is is love based versus fear based. Exactly. And so we're just going to give you a little bit of a framing and then we're, we'll go into our understanding of fifth dimensional money signatures and then fifth dimensional money tactics. Uh, but as a shift in, in frame of reference, the first thing we want to say is to kind of go back to what Einstein has, had said, which is we cannot create a new construct or a new solution in this case, abundance through connection with the one thing from the same consciousness that created the problem, which was a, a state of lack through separation from the one thing. Yeah. So, you know, the, the old paradigm, the, the regime, so to speak, the, the forces that be that don't necessarily support the loving agenda have always perpetuated lack and limitation. So when we are, when we put ourselves in that mindset and then try to create something from, you know, that, that is of a higher love-based fifth dimensional new earth, whatever way you want to put that in your mind, uh, it, it's a disconnect, right? So we actually have to place ourselves in the same dimension that we want to draw from. Exactly. And the homo sapiens third dimension approach of generating money from lack no longer works because right. the homo sapiens worldview self-view energy and patterns are crumbling exactly but but that's if if you don't know that there's another way then that would feel quite frightening that that the way you knew things to be are crumbling underneath your feet and we've said in previous episodes that the the thing that the many, one of the many things we know is that our connection with the source of life allows us to walk in the world 
uh, upon solid ground, right? Without even if even if things are crumbling from the old um, the old um, system, if you will, systems. So we want to we want to encourage you to consider to stop looking to feel find your security with money when your security is actually your connection with your higher presence. So first comes our connection with our higher presence. And from that flows money and, and supply and the things that we need to live a good life as a human being. If we leave that part out and, and seek money as our, as our security, first and foremost, um, you know, we're, we're probably going to end up in, in the, not the, not the place that we really want to be, especially feeling that there'll be tension in that. Yeah, for sure. So another way of saying that is you can't pray from a third dimensional place of separation and get fifth dimensional results. Right. It's like saying, I'm going to put my radio station on classical and hope to hear country. <laughs> you know, you got to put your your channel, your station on the on the station that you want. And, and you know, dimensions or, and you know, vibrational frequencies are very similar to stations or channels, if you will. Yeah. So as homo spiritus, we're starting to remember that we can uninvest from any reality and invest in any reality by our attention. And these realities that we can choose are unlimited, including money. So money and life are therefore unlimited. Exactly. And it's, you know, I like to say that so many things are hidden in plain sight. When, when, if you have a, if you have investments and you don't like the way one particular investment is going, you can take your money out and put it into a different investment. And so what we're talking about here are, are the, the energetics of how we invest our energy. So if you don't like the, uh, the fear that, um, if you don't like the results that having that the fear of having not having enough money are getting you, cause it's just going to keep getting that same thing, then uninvest from that rea reality and invest in the reality that life is unlimited. Supply and money is unlimited. And when, and when you say this, Oh, I, I say this to myself every morning and as part of my morning setup, I say life is unlimited and that's true. We know that to be true. Money and supply is unlimited. And we know that to be true, even as I'm changing my own mindset. And therefore I am, meaning my I am that I am connection to my, my higher presence. My higher presence is unlimited. What did we read the other day? Um, a, a quote from, a, from an ascended master who said, we created systems of worlds without a dime. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so we think, you know, we're, we're, we, we have these weird constructs and beliefs around money and, and all we're, we're inviting you to do is to sort of unhook from them and, and explore what may also be true about your relationship with money that maybe you've never been taught. Right. Do you want to say something further about tying that in with the paradox and then I'll do the, uh, the next item? Well, we kind of already talked about okay. that. All yeah, right. in order to have money in your pocket, you need to feel more secure with your with connection to your higher presence because that is where the the true flow of abundance comes from. It and you and you want to sit with that and go, okay, where where does true abundance come from? True true abundance comes from from the source of life. 
right? And so it, you may think it's whether it's it's from an investment that's going to do good for you, but but if you're if if that's your only belief, then you're missing out on the fact that 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 you're disconnected from your presence and that's where true abundance comes from. So right, it's right. just really worth um, exploring and maybe journaling about and, and being an inquiry from your heart. Like, what does that actually mean? What does it feel like? Um, ask your higher presence to show you the truth, true meaning of it is, is what I would invite you to do. Yeah. And I, I really want to drive home the paradox part of this. The paradox is in order to have money in your pocket, you have to stop focusing on having money in your pocket. Right. Yeah. Good point. Thanks for <laughs> reiterating that. Even though it seems like that's what we should do. But if that's what you've always done and it hasn't gotten you where you wanted to be, then it's a good idea to try something different. And we're not talking about forget about money. You'll see we're just laying a foundation here because there's a real reorganization around the focus of money in our pocket from that homo spiritus or fifth dimensional consciousness. And we'll get to that in a moment, but there's one last seed that we want to plant first before we get into the fifth dimensional or homo spiritus money signatures. And that's about something that is a, a very big debate and polarization source in society right now around uh, redistributing money, you know, uh, right, right redistribution of money and, you know, where the the capitalists or the people who identify as capitalists are uh, are polarized against the uh, the people who are identified as the socialists and on and on like that. And what we want to offer to you for your consideration is that the people who are advocating for third dimension money redistribution, the people who have been labeled rightly or wrongly as socialists and those who are opposing that are all in the same wrong boat because they there is a redistribution that needs to happen but it's not along the lines that the mass consciousness is arguing about exactly it's only along the lines of your individual connection and how much you decide at a conscious level to magnetize to yourself. And I, I happen to believe that the redistribution is about uh, good people magnetizing whatever amounts of money is important for them to do their work in the world or make whatever impact or create whatever beauty or you know whatever that, that um, purpose is for them in their heart, uh, magnetizing it away from those who are doing harm. That's my exactly. personal. And, my, and mine too. That that's the redistribution that's going on in the fifth dimensional realities in the in the in the species that we call Homo Spiritus. The the distribution of money is going in that direction. That that is about transformation that we're about to go into, not what we called in the last episode on on Homo Spiritus homo machina which is the sinister forces that are playing god with us <laughs> yeah and, and using us as chess pieces <laughs> right right yeah. so just just want to plant that seed for your consideration about yes a redistribution 
actually does need to occur and is occurring, but it is not the one that people are arguing about. Yes. It's really point. different from that. We're going to unpack that right now as we identify some of the core principles of, of a fifth dimensional or homo spiritus money signature. Yeah, you want to do that first bullet point? Sure. Because that's the inner, that's the way. So our, our, yeah, sure, thanks. Our, our focus as homo spiritus is to remember that we each get to choose the amount of money we want to manifest based on the tools that would best help us make the difference we're called to make. I'm going to say that again, because for, I think for some of our listeners, that's a new concept. So our focus as this new species of human humanity, Homo Spiritus, is to remember that we each get to choose the amount of money we want to manifest based on the tools that would help uh, best help us make the difference we're called to make in the world. And that doesn't have anything to do with um, the governments or or anything really, except for your own energetic center and conscious choice. So that's important. And when we're living in this homo spiritus alignment, when we're, when we're, when we're operating with the full awareness that um, our divinity, I like, I just like to use the words humanity and divinity because it's easy are in, you know, in alignment with life um, we, we choose to remain in this connection, and this is what uh, sort of lifts us into the homo spiritus expression, if you will. And we choose to be present to our moments and living in a state of spiritual connection. So these are the signatures, right, of the fifth dimensional um, money relationship, if you will. So we remain, we remain connected to the one thing, whatever you call that, we stay present to our moments, and we make conscious choice to live in that spiritual connection. And, you know, we have to remember that nothing happens, unless we're present and consciously connected to source. What happens is an autopilot past, you know, past programming thing that comes forth. And, um, and when we're present, we we're we're alive we're, we're alive in this one moment we're connected to life and it's worth knowing that homo spiritus doesn't live in a state of fear and spiritual disconnection homo spiritus lives in the frequency of love and connection to the one thing the source of all life the quant you know the unified field quantum field <laughs> whatever whatever you want one word one one words one wants to put to it the other thing that we've learned is that love is the currency, right? Like it, when we love our moments and we make choices to engage our moments because we will love them and we choose to live in a state of ease and clarity, um, that begins to activate the flow of abundance toward us based on the laws of abundance, you know, just the laws of life, the principles. When we consciously live in a state of joyful expectation that abundance and good is, is flowing to us and it, and it, you know, it will be here any moment, so to speak, any day, um, we, we start to feel 
how homo spiritus just doesn't, doesn't operate in a state of stress or overwork for the sake of money or being attached to the outcome. Homo spiritus operates for the purpose of joyful expectation and, and love in the moment. And that's actually the magnetism that draws to us that which is what we need. Everything we require and desire to have a good life. Do you want me to do that one or you want to do that one? Oh, uh, sure, sure. So uh, the the other point here is that we want to envision that the wanted thing, whatever it is that we are wanting in service to the impact that we're wanting to make, already exists in the fifth dimension. It already exists in the realm of uh, of energy, the the realm of potential, the the realm of of um, non-material manifestation. It's already there. Mm -hmm. And that's in contrast to the Homo sapiens mindset, um, which is envisioning from a state of tension and desperation. Homo spiritus doesn't attempt to envision from a state of tension and desperation. It envisions, we envision as Homo spiritus from that place of uh, of we've already brought it into thought form in the non-material plane and now it's going to take material form it's going to take form in the in the material world based on our choice every moment to love it into form that's that's the uh like the key and maintain ourselves in a state of joyful expectation, which is very opposite of what homo, a homo sapien would do. A homo sapien would throw out a desperate prayer and then hope it's on its way and then notice it isn't the very next moment and, and be in disconnection and this push-pull, it's just energetically exhausting. Oh, amen. It sure <laughs> is. So with that framing, we want to now turn our attention to fifth dimension or homo spiritus money tactics. And there, there are three, well, actually four sets of tactics that we want to cover. I'm just going to say what they are, hon, and then you can maybe start unpacking. Or what, why don't you just start with the first one and then I'll do the next one? Uh, well, because before I do that, I just want, I, it, it somehow feels important okay. to me to just name Got what it. the tactics are. Okay. So the tactics we're about to unpack, the first one that we're going to unpack is spot your third dimension lapses, your lapses back into third dimensional thinking. The second is dream big. The third is stay in reciprocal flow, which we'll define for you. And the fourth is keep it simple. So going back now to the first one, spot your third dimension lapses. Um, whenever... Whenever we're feeling tight, tense, afraid, uh, doubting, desperate, or anything along those lines, these are cues that we've disconnected from the one thing. These are cues that we've, we've fallen out of Homo spiritus back into Homo sapiens from the fifth dimension back into the third dimension. Uh, desperate invest, uh, investment in the outcome means 
that we believe that our security comes from money, which is again a third dimension or homo sapiens lapse out of the homo spiritus state. So, yeah. so just get good at spotting your third dimension lapses, not so your inner critic can beat you up. That's never the point, never allowed. Just so that you can recognize, oh, I shifted back into the pre-programmed societal state from Homo sapiens, I see it now, and now I'm going to choose again. That's the only point behind spotting our third dimension lapses. Right. And the choice to choose again is very first and foremost to connect to higher, to higher spirit, to higher wisdom. And maybe even the next choice would be to ask how, how, what is more true about this situation than what I think I know? And let your higher presence teach you what's true that's how that's how all of us need to do it really um and and just one step along or one step at a time you know you'll you'll learn uh you'll learn what's true for you about money and the next one is about dreaming big the the universe the universe is 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 about big <laughs> it's that's not hard to imagine right it's about big visions and you know anybody who's ever and it doesn't mean you have to start a company like you know like uh, steve jobs or you know anything like that but just to just to stretch at your imagination and give yourself permission to see things from a greater broader bigger vision than maybe you currently do and get really clear about what's truly important to you and then expect it um, and, and you'll know that you can see it and envision it and expect it when it when it re resonates as true for you. If you're having a hard time with those, then you might need to revisit. If is that true for me? I mean, it may be true for someone else that they said that that's true for them, but it doesn't necessarily. And may or maybe it just needs a couple of tweaks. But this is our work as human beings. You know, becoming more fully homo spiritus. This is our work is to get really clear and then vision and create a focus for that vision so that we can love it into form. That's the meaning of heaven on earth. <laughs> and we're the ones boots on the ground doing that work. And so the invitation is to do it, you know, in all the moments that you have access to do that. Right. So, um, and the only, let's see, what was I going to say here? Yeah. trust. Oh yeah. The only way to trust that abundance is our birthright and that the visions that we have for the world um, are ours to hold is through our connection because that connection will teach us how to hold that energy. And, and when we do that, then we know, oh, this is my piece of the puzzle. And, and you walk with that with, you know, with, throughout your days. Um, otherwise, I don't know, the energy gets twisted and they get mixed up with old emotional tangles and old third dimensional energy. And we just wanna clean it all up and keep bringing it to the present. And, and to, when you bring yourself to the present in your connection, um, there's, there's cascades of chemical healing that happens for your mind, your spirit, and there's an alignment. And then you have clarity for vision that you don't have when there's more uh, energy that's more twisted. Yeah. And what I'll say this one last thing and then and then you can take the next one is that nobody gives us permission per se to dream big and to welcome whatever your part is in the biggest possible improvement to society. So 
we're giving you permission, but you need to give yourself permission to, to just ask, you know, what are the, th- what do I want to see most in society? And then to focus on the improvements, to focus on the, the vision of what that would look like in society. Is it clean oceans? Is it better healthcare? Is it, you know, a, a more integrious government, government or business uh, exchange, or, you, you know, there's so many things, right? A better educational system, uh, whatever means a lot to you, envision it. You may never do anything else, but if you envision it and then you're led to do more, you will know solely by your connection to your higher your higher self. Right, and this is not, what Lori's talking about is not an act of self-sacrifice. It's not, uh, it's not a way of saying that we should give up our personal freedom. This is an expression of personal freedom the freedom to have whatever impact, positive impact in the world, we feel called to have in whatever spheres of influence, we feel called to have that positive impact. Um, So this is very much an act of personal freedom. Very much, very much. Mm -hmm. I'm very clear when someone is, you know, passionate about something and I think, oh, that's so great. And that's not my piece of them. I honor them and I come back to my own centered knowing. Indeed. So what we're talking about is not idealistic pie in the sky. Wouldn't that be nice kind of idea? It's not that uh, because these principles are what's working now for real people in the world. The reason that they're not on the front page of newspapers and the covers of magazines and the television stories is because these people are flying under the radar. They're quietly doing good things without drawing undue attention from the sinister forces that would try to undermine them if they were too visible with what they're doing. That's the main reason why you haven't heard of most of them, but an example of a public figure, a a person who's gotten media attention through embodying in this kind of way is the CEO of Gravity Payments, Dan Price, who saw in his company that he is the CEO of, had had founded, that the people who were his frontline implementers in his company were not making a a subsistence living. They weren't making enough money to live, even though they were working full time for him. And he decided nobody else. This was his own act of free will. He decided that what he was called to do as the CEO was to revise his payments of them so that they got paid what he considered to be a enough money to, to have a reasonable life financially. And he figured out that if he reduced his CEO salary by a specific amount of money, 
the the monetary savings from that that did not feel like a sacrifice to him was going to result in his people getting paid way more than this you know whatever it is ten dollars fifteen dollars twenty dollars an hour so uh, way more than that so that they could live not like you know wealthy aristocrats but so that they could be comfortable so that the fear the 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 tension of never having the ability to to meet one's financial obligations was erased for these people and of course what happened their their commitment to the company increased their productivity increased their loyalty increased their pride for the brand and for representing the brand increased and as a result of that the company skyrocketed into even greater profitability so this is not yeah yeah it is not pie in the sky um uh, another example you want to do these other examples go for it go i'll do the next one people with a lot of money buying 10 trees for every one that's cut down uh another example of that 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 i want to i i have to underline i'm not saying to anybody your job is to buy 10 trees for everyone that's cut down that's maybe not your job it's not mine that's not the thing i am called to do that i am on fire about in terms of having positive impact there are some people for whom that is their calling that is their act of personal freedom to do and we're what, just highlighting examples of how this is happening yeah people are making their choices yeah yeah go ahead yeah I- Another example is people who make a killing with cryptocurrency and then they fund cool projects like clean energy or how to, you know, scrape plastics out of the ocean. Those are just some some examples to consider that this is this is this is happening right now as we're living and breathing and and we can all get in on that game. (laughs) So the uh, the third thing to consider is staying in the reciprocal flow. So the the reciprocal reciprocal flow of our humanity and our divinity, which is in constant co-creation, right? And it's the only way that we said this earlier, that that money can be redistributed into the hands of, of, of good people with good hearts who want to do good things. Um, and, and this happens through just the, the simple, um, thing of asking and focusing and allowing and having that joyful expectation and envisioning the thing that it makes you excited to want to magnetize to you uh more abundance yeah and what i'm going to what i'm going to insert there is again about redistribution of money i hope you're hearing this but in case you're not fully hearing it we are not talking about the government redistributing money here We're talking about our choices resulting in a natural redistribution of money. Right. Yes. So, so let's just highlight for, for staying in the reciprocal reciprocal flow, there's three key factors. One is asking. It's a clear request. You ask. And then the, then the second is focus. So you envision the outcome of that, which you want the abundance you're asking for. You envision the outcome because of having that abundance. And you can ask for extra for yourself, whatever. I mean, you, 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 
you make it up, right? You get to be the, the director with your consciousness. And then the third is allowing, which is allowing and being that receptive mode, that expectation mode. And that's a, a reciprocal exchange with life. It's our humanity and our divinity working in concert. This is the meaning of co-creation. And it's the reason we're here. Right. And so the, the final money tactic that we want to touch on with you before we get to our takeaways from this episode is keep it simple. Keep it simple. Avoid the temptation to make this shift more complicated than, than this, than what we're talking about. If you have trouble sticking with these, these simple steps of spotting your third dimension lapses, dreaming big, and staying in reciprocal flow, asking, focusing, and allowing. Uh, if, if you have trouble sticking with this, all it means, all it means is that you simply, it's telling you that you have other layers of unresolved trauma to identify and fully clear. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. There's nothing you wrong do, with you. Nothing wrong with you. It's, it's the work that all of us as evolving souls have to do so there's nothing wrong if that's what's going if that's what you discover then just do the work do that you know uh, identify the unresolved trauma and clear it from your system so that you're increasingly capable of keeping it simple Yes, and our ability to do that faster and faster, meaning it doesn't have to take months and years of, you know, you can, we can do that quite quick. You can simply ask your higher presence. As one example, it's not the only way to clear trauma. Please know that I'm not saying this is the only way. But you can just say, hey, I mean, talk to this part of yourself like it is your best friend. I, I'm noticing this kind of kink in the armor here, this chink in the armor. I, this is my intention. This is my um, my request this is my vision and this is this is the state i want to live in please clear all other energy and that's one one way you can do it and so those of you who know me know that one of the ways that i am a proponent of is energy psychology methods you know the tapping uh on the acupuncture points like uh like e eft being one example of energy psychology techniques emotional freedom technique is is what eft stands for so yes there are many methods for effectively and rapidly clearing trauma today. and more and more as you've pro you probably have to be living under a rock to not notice that there's a lot more people uh talking about trauma and and normalizing it and just simply offering ways to evolve through it so normalizing yeah. that it happens to us right thank you yes yeah so our our we have three quick takeaways for you um one is to recognize that you're consciously removing money from an old structure from an old paradigm and you're placing it into a reality of your choice that is aligned with your source of life um which from which you can then draw similarly, you can, so then once you move it from the old construct to your, your sourced aligned self, then you can draw from it just like you draw from your bank. <laughs> you could put your ATM card in and, and make a withdrawal from that, um, that sourced alignment 
and based on the stuff that we've shared with you that we've learned to, to be helpful. And it's just simply like drawing from your bank account. Mm -hmm. And the second takeaway is to get clear about what you require and desire and to practice joyful expectation around that. And most importantly, I believe, start out of all of those things that you require and desire, start with bite-sized pieces so you can learn the feeling of joyful expectation so that that feeling of joyful expectation can get really deeply rooted in your body, in your sensations, in your being at a cellular level, at the, in the marrow of your bones. Because if you start with those small bite-sized pieces so that you can learn that feeling of joyful expression, then the sky's the limit. Because once you've got that joyful ex expectation, rather, the joyful expectation in your system, uh, then uh, there's, there's nothing too big. There's right. nothing too big. Yeah, and, and it, our, our tendency is to um, we, I know we said dream big, but then, you know, you have to know yourself enough to know what is the bite-sized piece that I can handle in, in these next few days or weeks or whatever. And then you build from there, just like David said, it builds a momentum of energy. And then our last um, takeaway is to, it's the never ending reminder uh, that, and this is really going to be true for the rest of our life is to be in this inquiry is am, am I flowing fear or am I flowing love? Um, and, and you can even, you know, that can be just in any given moment, but if you're, if you're looking to co-create something specific, then you want to ask, what is my currency here? Is it fear or is it love? And if it isn't love, then you have some cleanup as we all do. We have some cleanup work to do. And then we come back to flowing love to our creation in order to draw it into physical form from the unphysical realm, the non-physical realm. Indeed. So that's what we wanted to cover with you today in part two about tot and money. And in our next episode, it's a kind of part two, not formally, but it's an extension of what we covered in our last episode on uh, on Homo Spiritus. And in this next episode, we're going to be covering this question. In this age of Homo Deus, again, if you don't know what we're talking about there, just go back to uh, episode 17. Uh, in this age of Homo Deus, are you going to give in to Homo Machina, again, from epi episode 17, or rise into Homo Spiritus? I think that's episode 18 where we talked about that. Uh, let's see. Last episode. Uh, and the rise of Homo Spiritus was 17. This is episode 18. Oh, my bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's hard to keep track <laughs> without a scorecard. Gotcha. Okay. And right. with that said, until next time, remember to dance with your better half, the one thing. Or remember to dance with the one thing so you embody Homo Spiritus more and more each day. <laughs> <laughs>